0: okay
1: welcome back to the never iron and Think comics review podcast yes we are back it's been a few weeks i've uh, uh had a few things going on so we're back for a reboot um thanks to everyone who's been listening um over the christmas period numbers have taken a massive massive leap as compared to a massive, massive shit, which is not what normally happens. But uh, well done. Thanks to everyone. Uh, this week, we take a break from the normal transmissions to welcome back one of twenty twenty three success stories um, back on this podcast to talk what's next, what's bubbling, and what he's been enjoying. And some, I guess, some usual and unusual tangents will happen. Yes, it's cr- the creative powerball an enigmatic Scotsman that is Johnny Cannon. Hello, Johnny. <laughs> 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 you've just been you've just Bumbling. had to put up, <laughs> you've, you've just had to put up with me being a grumpy bastard for the last 15 minutes so how are you anyway I, how are things
0: i enjoyed our three investigators chat that we did really and um, i we almost yeah, no. i
1: guessed wrong the number of books but there's been 50 something too many man
0: yes yes yeah. and i massively guessed wrong the number of alfred hitchcock presents
1: 361 can you believe that
0: no, because I said 150. Yeah, he can believe it. But, <laughs> so it, it totally
1: very, we've had a bit of a Hitchcock talk, but very watchable. If you, I mean, I, I I spend quite a lot of time in hotel rooms, and it always seemingly is on on some channel in the hotel yeah, room, yeah. and I always watch one, and they're good, you know, really good.
0: Is is Magnum PI? Magnum PI on quite a lot in hotel rooms.
1: Not in my room, and especially I do like Magnum PI. I don't like the new reboot of it. I think it's rubbish. No, I I don't
0: know what you're talking about. It's
1: like they've they've sort of shrunk him into a little bloke.
0: No, I, I, I still don't know what you're talking about. I refuse to accept. it. I I'm not even engaged in that conversation. I love uh, Tom Selleck as Magnum P.I.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I, absolutely, I, That is one of my favourite TV shows.
1: To paraphrase Magnum P.I., let's look at the comics and not the TV. Um,
0: yeah, let's do that.
1: Okay. Do you, isn't that what he says? Look at the lock and not at the dogs who are running towards him. Do you remember that famous bit in the pilot? Yes, that's yeah. that's,
0: that's from the pilot episode. Yeah,
1: I remember that from when I was a saucepan. Yeah. Good. That's a source lead kid for those uh, who don't stand. Um, right, yeah. so I'm going to refer to you as – I have referred to you as a success story, Mr. C. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a good year for you, man, isn't it? Um, Come on. It's I, been a good, yeah, good. No, no, no. no. It's
0: <laughs> no. It's, it's actually really funny because it's been my day job. It's, it's been an incredibly good year as well. Um, oh, nice. Oh, right, Good um, news. Just, just spit them. My well, marriage is a failure, but apart from that.
1: <laughs> yeah. um... You get to talk to me on the phone, so it's not always great. But uh, yeah, <laughs> to, to be good. fair, the main reason What's for that? this conversation we're having is the fact that you and I talk probably once a week for about half an hour about comics, and I thought, well, may as well just like, let's record it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hi. Um, no, it's been a great year. I've had um, two um, things come out this year, um, a wee two-pager and Vigilante. Oh, he's yeah. Mogwai, um, um, which Alistair uh, Black.
1: Um, good wrote. guy. A little shout out to Alistair um, there. Yeah.
0: He's, he's, a really, he's a really good guy. Occasionally we meet up and go for a wonder in Edinburgh, um, oh, nice. Glasgow, and look, look at the comic shop. So that's, that's always good. And uh, it's, he's obsessed with um, loving and rockets, and, and he's oh, good kind man. of maybe a bit four folk that can listen to me talk about Alex Toth for more than a minute and
1: a half so <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> to, to, then... to uh, just repeat the text message exchange we had earlier you said um uh would never is, I think I just mistakenly invited a delivery woman into the house which is just <laughs> de for the text messages I tend to get from you and I said did did she understand your conversation about Toth and she you said I think she enjoyed it so yeah so you, you yeah. speak to a lot of people about Toth me included I enjoy it you know
0: My wife just looks at me blankly. She's like, God, just my sister in law, she was staying with us for a few days over Christmas. And my wife was just like, So many talks about comics, just just (laughs) ignore them. So harsh. (laughs) Um, So, uh, United Going Underground came out this this year, which was three years. uh, Wow. It took to make. um,
1: So, through lockdown and out the other side, yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, pre- I pretty much started it straight after um, Welcome to the Shit Show and, and I was it was a real success story actually this year because I was really you never want to shit the bed when you spend three years working <laughs> on something that's like, yeah comes out and everyone's like, God, that was a bit shit. Um, so now people seem to like it but I, I, the, the most important thing is I was really happy with it.
1: Because, Good man. Um, yeah.
0: I, I just felt that there was a massive step up in quality from um, comics I've done myself before um um and that's because I've been fortunate enough to you know work in different things in the meantime with the comic review um and learn a lot from, from your writing but also just studying
1: an awful lot in the meantime. Yeah we're gonna definitely get to that bit about the studying the form and everything. The for those that haven't heard about um going underground, we did talk about it a few episodes ago. Um do you want to give the listener just a quick easy now, calm down, take a breath, a quick summary of what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um just we're... so we can wet their appetite because we're going to talk a bit about what you learned from making it in a second aren't we which is going to be sort of what i thought was an interesting angle
0: yeah yeah sure thing um so it's about um it it's not really part of the super, it superheroes in it but i wouldn't describe it as has been part it's it's sort of a, a miss not a mismatch it's a it's a it's a Covers a couple of genres. but I would say it's it's a crime thriller that, that includes some superheroes, and it's about yeah, a superhero exactly. who's murdered. And principally, it's about two detectives who um, work for the um, work for Scotland Yard, and they're trying to solve his murder and catch the killer. And they end up going and uh, getting pulled into this larger um, sort of tapestry of political conspiracies and um, kind of. Um, hipster gangsters and retired superheroes, and there's a guy in there who <laughs> puts on a magical costume and turns into a chimpanzee. Um, That's the dream. Who's... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's based in Mister Ben, um, yeah. so, I um, So there's a lot of TV characters um, who are from my youth who are warped and perverted into. Nefarious villains. So so that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's it's Got a bit of rainbow it's... action in there, aren't we? I don't know why I keep on putting rainbow in comics. It's really, really strange. <laughs> Rod Jane and Freddy the... Are in the next one, though.
1: Zippy, Is it Zippy? clearly had like an influence on you, didn't he? Yeah. You
0: know? Zippy Zippy was in the first one. And yeah. that's because um I just really like the design of that headpiece that um I based a gang. In um, the first one, who like pull heists and stuff and kidnap people, and they were just a typical bunch of gangsters. But they dressed as a eye from Rainbow, and and the little, uh, new one going underground there's a character, and it was based in George from Rainbow.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so <laughs> Bungle was going to appear in it as like a big. <laughs> henchman like a mute henchman i thought i'm really gonna get sued i better stop this night yeah, there's definitely some furry yeah, but... action going on there isn't there there's uh the
1: the, fa- the furry parallel going on there but having a character who you can shut up by zipping their mouth uh takes on a whole new meaning yes. <laughs> these days yeah. Yes. yeah it really does yeah
0: yeah definitely definitely all the characters in rainbow i would say the one i'm most similar to would be zippy that's that's <laughs> pretty much mean. <laughs> Zip, Zippy is. Like, it
1: wasn't. Zippy's a sort of proto comic fan, isn't he? Just sort of whining about things yeah. all the time, I guess. yeah so perhaps a that, bit more similar to me.
0: Yeah, that that accent as well. It's, it's, it's such a weird voice. It was just so. I don't know, went right through me. It was just with his with his. Um, do you remember Johnny Morris?
1: Yeah. From yeah, yeah. he used to do like the voices for animals, didn't he, and stuff. Yeah
0: yeah yeah but that's who that's who um george reminded me of it's because their eyes were really funny and like johnny johnny morris he always seemed like he was half asleep and he always (laughs) used to wear safari suits as well and hang about with terry nutkins george looked like he'd hang about with terry nutkins in the jungle maybe i
1: had a massive falling out with a friend of mine by asking him if he was wearing a safari suit once um (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't like. The worst,
0: the worst, fashion item. Yeah. Oh that's, total... um, oh, that's
1: horrible. Right, well, let's get on. Let's get on to to, to what I prepped you for. So, you've you've yes. come out the other side of a um, massive project. How, how many pages did it end up being in the end? Going underground. Um,
0: 144.
1: See, massive um, graphic mm-hmm. novel. If we if we want to be those sort of people to call it that, you know, it's that length, <laughs> isn't it? Um, a long comic, thick comic, I think some people call it, which I kind of prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did mm-hmm. do a lot of work on form and style and um, influences mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What, what, what had you learned during the making of that? Is there any any particular sort of tips and things that you you recommend people do when they're because it it's an it's an intricate story, isn't it, man? What you've you've crafted there? Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in it. Um, what? Yeah, what that's, that's, that's... Go on, sorry, go on, man.
0: No, I was just gonna say like the 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 biggest thing was really just to um, this is gonna sound really wanky, but it's 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 true um, was to actually develop a um, comics philosophy. Um, okay. And that was really from reading. Um, I think I mentioned this in the last one. So it's, the, the 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 main sort of folk that really shaped this. Like there was particular people's work that I looked at, yeah. and there was just something about the way they worked. Uh, not just the surface style and not just the storytelling, but the way that they, they, um, the way that they thought about comics um, as a medium, and as a craft, and as an industry, there was just something about that that shaped the way that I started to think about comics. And I think you can probably break down um, comic art, uh, sorry, people that work in comics into you know writers, pencillers, inkers, letters, but then you'll get people who are specifically cartoonists. So that's for okay pretty much to everything. Um, and so there was four cartoonists that really um, shaped the way that I think about comics, which is Steve Ditko, um, Alex Toth, Harvey Kurtzman, and Wallace Wood. Okay, um, And that's because the thing that attracted me to Ditko, Toth, um, Kurtzman, less so Wood, this side of it, was that there's some cartoonists like jack Kirby, for example that people look at and think that everything comes from the gut that he's just this um you know autodidactic instinctive genius whereas like, someone like toss and like ditko you can tell they really are, are shaken for a more modern example they really think about it they There's really think of, about the story a lot of
1: ec influence i mean.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny that actually because the thing I'm working on now is very, very E.C. influenced. Um, okay, I'm, I'm really into Johnny Craig just now, like massively into Johnny Craig just now. Yeah. Um, and uh, why well, do why do you, why
1: do you think you're drawn? At... Why do you think you're drawn to that style? Because some people might see that as, you know, I, I don't agree with it, but a lot of people might see that as being a bit of a sort of old style, maybe. Um, well, I mean, the argument I would make is,
0: and, and probably most folks that have read EC Comics do, is that it's it's pro- probably the the greatest lineup of comic artists
1: ever yeah, assembled I, think I, agree, one, man. I uh, think I think it's different. also a, a building block for comics. Without that, the narrative structure and stuff would have been very different. I think, in a way, yeah, yeah.
0: There's yeah, a absolutely. lot of language I mean, the...
1: like Craigstein or someone, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some things that. Turned me off. I mean that some of the early work um, is a bit rough. Um, some of the early lettering, particular is a, a bit rough. But that's because of where, where they were sort of coming from and where they were reacting to. I think they probably spun out of um, the change from educational comics to entertaining comics was probably okay. Excuse me. Some of the comics that Lev Gleason had been putting out, like um, Crime Doesn't Pay, um, and then, but but I mean when you've got folk like I mean Johnny Craig, Wallace Wood, Al Williamson. God, uh, Frank Fazetta, yeah. um, Jack Davis, Raymond. Graham Ingalls, Bernie Krigstein, um I uh, just Harvey Kurpsman, Joe Orlando. It's just ridiculous. Yes, so let's uh, just keep going. And then you'd Alex Toth drop in occasionally, Joe Kubert drop in, yeah, um uh, John Severin come in as well. It's I was about just, to say ridiculous. Severin
1: actually, yeah. I think he's kind of a bit forgotten, isn't he, Because he kind of is thought of as a Marv guy yeah. by a lot of people, isn't he? But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's worse. It's worse stuff. Um, really, really good. I liked him as an inker over Kirby, actually. Okay, um, interesting. So he did, he, yeah, did yeah. some early Nick Fury, and, and they they were cracking. So, um ah, it was it was really the main things. learn was 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 about that kind of. Well, how do I think about comics? How do I think about how to approach comics? And that was really just uh, when I approach a page, it's not just a case of having a rough idea for a story or a script, or even even if it's a polished script and then just draw on it is to really think about what I put down in the page. I think probably the thing that, um, that I really learned was to slow down okay. Um, more. When I draw, I, I tend to draw very, very quickly. It's just getting time to do it. Yeah. Um, because of the wife and kids, um, but it was to slow down, really think about what I was putting in the page and be really purposeful, um, which is why I'm happy with this one, much happier with this one than I was in um, the last one. But let's go back, so back to what you, whatever.
1: let's go back mm-hmm. to what, to what you talked about there initially with the ec thing is the is the influence is it when mm-hmm. you say you took a lot from the ec and from those creators especially you know is it mm-hmm. is it a, a certain feeling a certain um momentum is it a certain energy or is it you looked at their panel structure for example or you looked at the way they used close-ups because there's a lot of close-ups used in ec comics on there you know mm-hmm. what, what was it exactly that you took away from them do you think
0: uh, well, well I mean it, it,
1: it's again it's that kind of
0: cerebral approach to, to making comics and figuring out what is it that actually works in a comic and what doesn't work in a comic how do you achieve a particular type of beat I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's influences yeah. there's, there's techniques you can lift from different artists, so for example I wouldn't say that Bernie Craigstein who, who was an EC mm-hmm. artist is a massive influence in me in the way that Toth is or Ditko is yeah. uh, because it doesn't really permeate the way a I mean, I don't draw like Steve Dick, I don't draw... Of course, like, I would love to draw like stuff, but I, unfortunately I don't. Um, but there are certain techniques that you can lift from other artists. So, for example, if I see um, some small, closely cropped panels and there's, say, six panels in a tier and there's minimal distance in the panel borders between those six panels and it's, say, a close-up in a face or even overla- overlaps... If I see that in any comic and I look at it, I'll, I'll realise that's a technique that's taken from Bernie Kriegstein. Um yeah. it's, it's not originally from Master Race, it's from um, one of his other um, comics. He used to do that trick quite a bit. And
1: that's I mean, a, a, lot specific- of, a lot of people quote Krigstein, but when you actually look, um, he was nowhere near as prolific as Ditko. <coughs> and, and I'm going to say probably from time, because he, he went into fine art, didn't he, Krigstein eventually? He was nowhere mm-hmm. near as prolific as mm-hmm. even Toth. Toth seems to have lasted a lot longer. Than Krigstein did. There's, there's, there's about what five or six pieces of Krigstein that you go masterful, absolutely masterful. But he wasn't like Ditko, where seemingly every Charlton comic I pick up has got a Ditko story in it. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that, but, but again, that's that's to ultimately that's to um, Ditko's discredit because to towards the like the last third of his career, maybe even longer than that. Yeah it wasn't the highest quality work he was he was pumping out, and that's partly because the way he worked with regards to um, producing roughs, so it depends on who would be um, finishing it um, okay. or who would be inking it. Um, so if he was paired with a really um, judicious inker, then, then it would turn out pr- pretty well. Um, if he wasn't, then it, it wasn't going to be great. I mean, Stalker that he did for D.C. where Wallace Wood inked him is, is really good. But I mean, yeah. for, for me, peak Dicko... I mean, as it is, as it is still Spider Man, isn't it? Well, and Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um
0: but but his DC stuff was really interesting too. The stuff we covered, like Shade the Changing Man, which is just I absolutely love
1: it. On... I mean, Shade the Changing Man was like Doctor Strange given free reign, almost, wasn't it? It was like he just. Did no, it just well is Doctor Strange. Yeah,
0: no, it blatantly yeah. is. <laughs> it's <laughs> nuts though.
1: Yeah, I have to say, I get this on the record. I much preferred that shade, by the way. Shade, the Changing Man, when he went all emo, wasn't what it was good, but it didn't didn't flick my buttons quite as much as those. What five issues of Shade was it? Five, six issues? I can't remember now. He did. It wasn't many, it was, was it?
0: It was, it was six, I think there was a seventh right.
1: that was in the cancelled comics. Ah, uh, of course it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, let's. Fun. So let's. So you've taken. What what mm-hmm. what what exactly have you taken from those artists? Because I know we talk a lot about different artists, but the, you've got you specifically got those <coughs> four there, who mm-hmm. there there's there's um there's a line between them somehow. They're all outliers mm-hmm. in that style, aren't they? But what is it that you specifically mm-hmm. taken from them in constructing a page, dude? Do you think?
0: Oh, so construct the page. Something um, off each of them, those... or is
1: it one specific thing, or?
0: Yep, so I, so there's there's the philosophy side of it, but underneath that, um, there's specific storytelling um yeah. techniques okay. that, that they use. There's a thing just now that I'm really, really interested in and in a in a um used it in um welcome sorry, and used it in going underground, which is the way that um there's specific rhythms in a page. So like yeah. a traditional American the way that they've evolved now because the pages, is the shape of a rectangle will traditionally be shaped um, sorry, take the shape of a grid so we've broken down and that really means that it's either broken down into columns or it's broken down into rows I tend to think about tiers um, and there's specific pacing and storytelling techniques um, that some of those artists use for example Harvey Kurtzman uses three and four panel um, tears to really really good effect. Um, there's a story called Corpse and the Engine, um, which which has been collected by um, Fantagraphics and Corpse and Engine, and our stories. i recommend yeah. anyone get. It's, it's quite quite reasonably it's priced, carbacks
1: really aren't they as well? They are. They're not too bad.
0: I really mm. really um, really really cartoonish still So I don't draw anything, or rather, I don't finish anything like that. Although my construction sometimes quite cartoonish. Yeah, he's a lot heavier like in the inks that, than
1: you. I'm going to say as well. Yeah.
0: Yes, he's quite—he's quite, he's quite um, brushy. Yeah. Um, okay. He's—he's—I don't know. He just it always seems to me when he's cartooning his own stuff that he's really getting it down in the page, um, and it's—it's just—it's the, the way the way that would describe him and some other people is that um, sometimes people can seem to—and I think Al Williamson's a good example. This—you can sometimes get lost in an Al Williamson page or panel because there's so much in there. He's taken so much time to do the the most amazing drawing. It's yeah. so powerfully rendered and illustrated, so illustrative. Whereas Kurtzman's opposite, it's it seems to be the minimal um, distance between his brain and the page. He's just got okay. it down with so much energy, um, and that's something that that uh, that um, I tried to get from him. But also, I mean, to get the guy's just a master story out of them all, he's he's the best. I mean, I would, I would argue he's one of the best writers ever in comics he's from just, the from you know, a
1: storytelling point of view. I, I think he's better than now Williamson yes. or or Raymond or anyone like that. I think it's 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 yes. they, 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 they go off, you know, comics go off on many roads, don't they? On many side roads. It seems to me mm-hmm. that you know, Williamson and Raymond and that firm, you know, even even Adams and Grell. Have gone off on that mm-hmm. that's that firm, but there's there's almost a Kurtzman-esque quality to you know, which is self-evident in the fact he he, he carries on into uh, Mad Magazine mm. is you, the, there's there's a lead into the undergrounds there as well for him, isn't there? There's a lead into Zap and stuff for me,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt, Kurtzman's got a huge influence in comics. Um, the sad thing is now I think that a lot of m- modern um, comic artists um either don't talk about them or don't know about them and say yeah. with other EC artists and some of the older Marvel artists too. Um I wonder how many um folk that work at Marvel now I've heard of like Joe Manili for example, who's, who's yeah. incredibly important Mr. Yeah. Marvel Kurtzman worked for that list though um too. Um it's you have you have to know your history if you want to get better at comics. Yeah. Because you have to go back and Look at what they did and figure out why they did it a certain way. Yeah, this goes I mean, back to the building
1: the building blocks comment, man. EC is uh, a main building absolutely. block for comics now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if I think certainly the first time I picked up um a Christine comic, i had the same reaction to it, I probably did when I picked up a Ditko comic. I thought, God, this artwork's really ugly. You know, I, I you know in a surface level it it maybe is, but then when you start to look at it and see Oh, hang on! He's doing this, this, and this. Like, I've never seen this storytelling before. I've yeah. never seen this way of, um, like Dicko's case. I've never seen this way of depicting movement in a page before. Um, and just that's interesting, man. Because if it, if
1: if you just allow me to just rewind a bit to one of your previous comments there, so yeah. work, working out what what happens on the page and, and pacing is what is is a lot of what you're talking about there. But you you yes. alluded to that earlier. Um, what is the? How do you treat time? You know, some call it pacing, some call it time. how How do you treat the passage of time on a page? Because you've you've got a lot of. Um, I was really engaged with your two detectives talking to each other. I found that I found that hugely engaging. There's there's a there's a moment where they go to a cafe and you know he has to have a special cup to drink out of, and I just I just really mm-hmm. like that. But you you seem to have to slow it down, speed it up with a, with a comic like yours. How do, how does that work on a page? Do you think? And where did you get that from, or where did you learn that from?
0: Um, it's just dive. so there's different ways of controlling um, that that pacing. Um, um, the Scott Scott McLeod book uh, books making comics, understanding comics are, are good for this because they talk about different types of panel transitions yeah. and the size of um, panel borders and how if you increase the the width of a panel border, it increases the implied time. Um, there's a page I've just drawn in the new thing where where I increase the the height of a panel border between tiers. To suggest that you know more time has has passed, um, you can for one thing I like doing for fight scenes. And again, I've just done the, the this and the the comic I've been doing is that um, I like if it's if it's a fight scene, for example, and I'm trying to establish a particular pace and give it a sense of desperation, okay. I'll crop it quite closely and go for close up. Sometimes it might even seem to be quite hard to. See what's going on. Like, is that a knee? Is that where's that hit him? Is that hitting in the face? Punches like show some impact. But there'll be an awful lot of panels and and it'll be quite thin and um, panel borders too because it's happening very fast. And then, what I'll do is, um, and this is a common thing too, um, um, to show like a knockout punch or or you know, like a like a like a really powerful shot, I'll go for a bigger panel and I'll probably do it either medium shot. Just so that I can show the impact in the face, like show the action and the reaction in the same panel, or I can do an extreme close-up of the face getting hit, okay, and do it that way. So you vary the, the um, panel size, you vary the number of panels in the page, and you vary the distance between. Uh, sorry, you vary the um, the space taken up by by panel borders. Um, there's other techniques you can use too, where your um, sort of use of I suppose. I wouldn't call it negative space because it's not within the panel, but blank uh, space or, or white on on the, like you, you leave a lot of empty space in the page to imply that, that time to, passes by. To by give it a sort of pause to,
1: almost, uh, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You should do. I mean, it's it's like making a, I remember the first time you made me a um, romantic mixtape, Tony. And you had, uh, <laughs> oh, those heavy those <laughs> <many> days
1: <laughs> of the 80s. Yeah. yeah.
0: You <laughs> had, you know, you had some wet, wet, wet in there. Some Delamitri, you know, and then you, you, you start to get into Mike and the Mechanics and then going full on Starship and I was like, this yeah. is amazing but, but you Finish know, you, it's on like St. a Collins. roller coaster yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my phone call high in there tonight you need it's like a roller coaster you need to put, you need to drag the reader Mike and the, the Mechanics <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to win, uh, in the living, I can't hear that without crying honestly <laughs>
1: <It's> so sad <laughs>
0: I'd I, I Delametri
1: very underrated underrated band, always the last to know. Yeah, I, I, used to, I, I used to play that.
0: <laughs> I used I used to play football with uh, Justin Curry, he's a good, good player, really good goalkeeper. Oh, nice. they, okay, he's in fact one of my comics um, Lost in Glasgow. All right. Um, so, right, yeah. so you're you anyway, dragging sorry. the reader up to the top of the roller coaster and yeah. you're just letting go at the other side, but you need to slow it down at the corners too, because because the story will go off the rails. That analogy actually worked. That's the first for me.
1: Nice, <laughs> but, liked it.
0: You need you need the slow moments, and, and you need it's it's the same as um, if you want to show beauty in life or in a comic, um, you need to show ugliness. If, if okay, you want to show happiness, you've got to show sorrow. You've got to have that juxtaposition. That's what makes it. Work. I think. I think for
1: for beauty as well, you have to you have to have someone noticing beauty. I think, because let's yes. it, face it, comics are full of beautiful people, aren't they? Mary Jane, everyone's a beautiful person, aren't they? Uh, most of the time. Yes. Um, but you have to have someone notice it, and it's it's the eyes of someone else that bring out beauty, and often it's it works for the opposite emotion as well, for terror. It has to be someone else noticing it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting.
0: So, so that was something else that I took from uh, Ditko specifically. Um, okay. The character design for, for Jimmy Pilgrim. <laughs> I'm really getting into it. Um, the hat that's straight from Ditko and Toth because
1: that's Mister uh, I draw. The,
0: yeah. uh, no, 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 It's just they draw the best hats in comics. They do. We've and talked about this before. They, they do.
1: Literally, everyone is yeah. living in the 1940s in their comics, aren't they? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 You know I, mean? I like it. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. So Jimmy Pilgrim is very. I mean, he's pretty dapper, but he's also um, unashamedly, you know, a, a real nod to that kind of 19. Um, 1940s to 1950s detective. Um, if he was going to be closest to anything, it wouldn't be out of comics, it would probably be out of um, Chandler. He, he pretty much is based in the Philip Marlowe template of a, you right. know, a yeah. knight in dirty armor. Um, but but, the, but facially as well, he, the thing that I wanted to do was, was make him ugly um, and ended up reusing the design of a kind of throwaway character from Welcome to the Shit Show. Um, I just liked that kind of Skull like um, face, um, and it gave him a kind of tragic air, which is just like I suppose the thing in the Fantastic Four. That if someone's a bit monstrous, you know, yeah, you know, he he, he lives in his own. He's 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 ugly, you know. He's he's got that inherent tragic,
1: uh, I find, tragedy. I find that really attractive character trait as well. I think I've always I've often said that I think the thing is the yeah. art of the Marvel universe, isn't it? There's no, I think he's oh, he's absolutely. you know he's he's the re- he's us in a way. You know, the thing.
0: Yeah, him and, him and, him and Peter Parker, I think, I think probably the mistake that...
1: I think we've um, lost Peter Parker a bit now, haven't we? I think he's gone. You know, he's... A, he's they, they made
0: him, they, he was always meant to be an everyman. And yeah. They married him to a supermodel. They made him a genius. They, they keep up on his power levels. It's like, no, he's not. He's not meant to be He shouldn't be on a team. He should be, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. exactly. He's, he's, he's meant to be just a just guy. He is... He's almost the um, the point of entry to the Marvel universe. He's the Kitty Pride of the entire Marvel universe.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah, they've
0: moved they've moved too far away from it.
1: Aye, um, absolutely. We 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 talk we've, so we've got those four icons, the Mount Rushmore characters. Yeah. You know the artists there that you mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you a few others. Now there's a few that we obviously talk about quite a lot. Um, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, for me. I'm seeing a lot of Mazzucchelli Kelly in your work, alongside, yep. and, it, and it's 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 not it's not a clash, but I can see both. There's a lot of Alan Davis as well, and perhaps more in the sort of mm-hmm. heroic figures that you draw. Did you want to speak to that sort of um, almost a contradiction that works in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Aye, the, the
0: the Davis stuff's just a, a, I suppose a a hangover from when I was younger and I was teaching myself how to how to draw, um, right up until when When I started drawing again in my um, late thirties, I would reverse engineer the the shapes that that Davis had. So, for example, women's (laughs) women's bums. And when I draw them, it's it's based on Alan Davis's women's bums. Okay. Um, The mighty Scotsman.
1: um, Yeah, he's the one I really noticed it actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the neck. Right. Um, That's that's based in um, Alan Davis's design of of Captain Britain, you know, those big, powerful necks, but also Jim Aparo as well, which is where okay. um, Alan Davis got it from. He he got it from a mix of Frank Bellamy's Garth and Jim Aparo's Batman, you know, that that really powerful neck. And if you look at Captain Britain and you look at a Jim Apparo Batman, you're like, oh yeah, totally see okay. it. That's, that's That's interesting. Cool. So um, I always liked Aparo as well, and I always liked the um, that kind of... Oh, I used to have to do um, a panel, and it'd be a Dutch tilt, um, sort of an angle, um, and Batman would be running away, um, and you'd have the the bigger foot, and then um, you know the extreme force shortening Batman's cape. And Bill and Neil Adams did a similar trip too, but, but I always preferred Jim Aparo It was just yeah. So, do you know, again, I'm taking Jim Apparel of... and
1: Alan, Alan Davis are characters from mm-hmm. your those you know Aparo and Davis are characters mm-hmm. from your sort of reading youth, aren't they? They're they're those formative yes. year eyes, the years eyes for you, yes. I'm guessing. Yeah, but no yes. no Bernard Perez in there at all. I see a bit of Bernie Yeah, somewhere. no, yeah. Burn, Burn.
0: Mm-hmm. Burn, mm. Burn, Burn was massively. Um, Burn and Davis were were my two favourite um, comic artists when I was growing up, and they were the two guys that had would always, um, you know, if I, if I saw they drawn something, I'd instantly buy it. Um, Burn, Burn was easy to find just because he was more prolific and because he was, yeah. you know, um, he was a bigger name, so it was a bigger deal when he took over something. Um, excuse me. And he would get the more he would get the higher profile in um, gigs. Um I mean the the, the comic I mean my favourite comic when I was a kid was Spider Man. Okay. Um and the one that was getting reprinted probably when I was around about that eleven twelve mark was probably the John Romita Jr., Roger Stern um issues um and, and Spider Man. Um but Captain Britain was coming out and the Daredevil, Meta World of Marvel, yeah. Captain Britain, I've seen, I've seen Davis and it was just like, phew, I don't know. It was just... It was, it was, I mean, su- that's what really
1: nice based on. I get you, man. It was such an interesting space at the time because not only did we have, mm-hmm. you know, Perez, Davis, um, Byrne, mm-hmm. those characters, but we had characters, artists who I liked because they had that clean superheroing for me. People like Kerry Gamble, Steve Lytle, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Layton, early... JR mm-hmm. JR stuff like that. But mm-hmm. conse- you know, conversely, you also had um Miller and Sinkovich and all these people were on the rise as well, weren't they, around that time? and mm-hmm. um, at the same time you had um the Daredevil's. We we had Miller's Daredevil and also even like parodies of Miller's Daredevil going on in the same comic. At the same time.
0: <laughs> Devil Devil's fantastic. It's really, yeah. really, really good. Um I was actually thinking the other day doing Oh, God, this is so self-reverential. But doing the same thing with, with my own characters, just because okay. I love that. I mean, it's, uh, it's Alan Moore, Mike Collins, just doing a magazine. trying to remember
1: who
0: it was, yeah. I the Yeah, the other Yeah. I remember crying my laugh after reading that when I was a kid. It's so good. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, no, Miller, Miller had an impact on um, me too from a storytelling point of view. I guess, um, I'm trying to think, I was a teenager when I really get into Ditko, and I'd got the uh, Marvel Masterworks. So I think I'd have been about maybe 14, 15. I'd discovered a comic shop, a proper comic shop up in Glasgow, a.k.a. All right. Um, at that time. And it was quite funny because that's when uh, Mark Miller and Grant Morrison were hanging about there. Okay. Um, and I met Grant Morrison um, there when I was a kid. Um, who was, who was <laughs> in hindsight? He was nice to me, but at the time I thought he was just a creepy older guy because <laughs> everyone's a creepy older guy when they're older than you. Yeah, Um goes, oh, I, like, I like your badges. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Like, Who's this guy? <laughs> um, and I was That's only nice. seeing a photograph and because um, he'd hair at the time, yeah, so I never realized it was him until eight years later. Um, and I remember the wee ginger haired guy that hung about, which must have been Mark Miller. So, <laughs> um, I it was. Um, that's when I saw the Marvel Masterworks and, and really, really get into Dick Cole. I've been getting Marvel Tales. Right. Um, yeah, so Which reprinted. is the reprint title, wasn't um, it? Yeah. Yep. Aye, and that's where like, you know, the Crime Master um issues twenty six and twenty seven that we've spoken about before that that just as a kid, there was those one issue which had which I'd read I never got the second part till years later until I got the Marvel Masterworks. reading, reading that was just like no, this is a game changer. This is this is there's something about this particular comic, where the storytelling is just so, almost perfect. It's so good, yeah. and again, it's 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 the beats. Um, I think there's something mystical about comics and about particularly the pacing and storytelling in comics, because um, you can learn all the techniques and all the tricks, but there's a mysticism in in sometimes in you put something down in a page and then you go back and look at it later on and you're like, that, that's really strange the way that I've foreshadowed something unconsciously or this page is a symbolism to it that I did not put into
1: it. Is, it just it, happens. There's there's a, d- a definitive, for me, There's a there's a distance I need from a comic that I've been involved in the creation of before it becomes properly alive to me. So, I can see when Mm -hmm. I get a page through from you, or Nick Prolix, or Adam, or something like that. Mm -hmm. I can see on the page the the brilliance of it and the artistry and everything. But I need a distance before it has it comes alive to me as a story. If that is a weird thing to say, sometimes Um. (laughs) it's so funny you saying that. I
0: remember when uh, when I was sending you pages through for um, Hidden Lives, I was absolutely shitting myself. Oh, don't say he's. Oh, oh no, God. I was like, he's going to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> just, what am I going to do if he asked me to redraw it? Because I was giving it all, hey, you want me to redraw, redraw, it's no bother at all. Of course, it's a bother. <laughs> <Don't>
1: <laughs> we did we, did, a, time we time. did, have a little contraption, didn't we, where you'd put a, a, an image of a toilet roll in a toilet, and I'm like, why have you put this in there? I'm, oh, I'm the writer. I became a bit of an ogre, a bit of a wanker around that. But, uh, you, yeah, it turned out right. Did in the we end.
0: keep it
1: in? No, we took it out, didn't we? We took out those we little uh, asides. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah.
0: vague, I vaguely remember it. <laughs> but must have that page there somewhere
1: But it's it's a weird one where it it doesn't because we're so close up to it, I guess. Because we're so close up to yeah. the. um I know when I was working with Nick, Nick Nick's a bit of a night owl and I'm not. And um I'd get a, a, my phone would go off at like one thirty in the morning and it would be a panel mm-hmm. or a page from Nick sending it through to me and I'm like, I, I it used to it ruined my sleep for years working with Nick, I guess because I would always I'd always have to get up and look at it on a bigger screen, yeah. You know? Um but yeah. And then it and then it's only recently um it's only after sorry not recently, but it's only a few weeks later that I can look at all the pages and read it as a story. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, it must be a hard if you're a writer, edit writer, artist, editor, it's gotta be a hard job. That's why I think the editor can be useful on things, I suppose. Yeah. No, I would I, I, I wouldn't want yeah, no, I wouldn't want
0: anyone
1: No, I know what you (laughs) think. I I do. I I, We may disagree on this, but I genuinely understand what you mean from that. I I don't want anyone fucking with it. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. It'd have to be someone I infinitely trusted. You know, a lot of these people who pretend to be editors out there aren't. They're just people who want to get involved in comics. Yeah. Um.
0: It. it... If there's something, if there's something I miss in the comic, um, you know, if if it doesn't flow that well. Um, you know, that's on me to get to get better next time or, you know, there's always going to be something I could have done better, but um, I don't want, I wouldn't want someone saying to me, oh, of you, um, I think there's a better way of doing it. No, there's not, that's the way I've, well, there might be a better way of doing it, but that's the way I've done it and I've done it that way for a reason yeah. and I don't want to have to justify that to someone else because they, you know, um, there's an
1: awful lot of who who would I you take it stuff. from though? Is it if Chaykin said you need to do this, <laughs> you know? But it, you know, I you...
0: take it, I take it from, no, I take it from you. I mean, you when, when I but when we're I involved you, in
1: then... the comic together, aren't it? It's a collaborative process. But if you had someone who was oh, right, an outsider, oh, right. you know, I, I, um... I, I, oh, I, so it's different. I mean, like so,
0: Hidden Lives with you, you know, it was it was you. I mean, you were just the 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 writer, you know, you, you, you were really the I suppose it was a conceptual thing it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean it yeah. was I mean it was really you could you could tell you could really see it. It's just you didn't trust yourself. I mean I could have drawn it but you didn't trust oh, yourself no. to, oh, no. but to the, draw it to the level you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. that's no. the
1: the dream is I draw three pages of the comic one day before I die. But uh the, the if if for example with with Shit Show or going underground, if you know mm-hmm. say for example, you know, Dream World, Howard Jakin, who we both respect a lot had come to you and yes. said, I'd like to edit your comic for you, <laughs> young <laughs> Johnny. Um, would, would, would you have let him? No. You'd have said no. Interesting. No. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no but I would take, but take advice. I mean, yeah. the example okay. that we've um, when we spoke to before was when I sent you the, the cover and you was like, I really should... <laughs> I need that logo. <laughs> and then I looked at it and I was like, you're, you're fucking right. You're absolutely right. And then what I did was, so, so the, way that, the way that I did it, the original logo was, sorry, the original cover was, there was figures of Jimmy Pilgrim and, and Evie Smith, um, who are the two main characters, or two of the main characters.
1: Yeah, they're the uh, reader's focal cat, point, aren't they? Big
0: really? cats uh, 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 big, big are supposed to be the third main character. Um, they're in the front cover, and there's the um, House of Parliament and silhouette in the background. And then the title logos I wanted to have, like, kind of 60s, trippy Psych. style yeah. title yeah 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 but it was just too I'd warped it too much and it was hard to read so what I did was I straightened out the text and instead warped the figures and then doing that actually tied in with the narrative more because the story is about their personalities and their experiences becoming absolutely like, totally losing perspective and them becoming warped by by this um, case, so and it was you that you that did that and you were you were hundred percent right. Um, it,
1: but that's just another wood I for the trees thing, isn't mind. it? You know, that's a, sometimes we're too yeah, close yeah. to it, aren't we? I suppose. And that was a, that was a minimal, a very minimal thing that I had to say. But yeah, I mean, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm it's just a funny enough, funny enough.
0: It's of the
1: cover. Yeah, well, funny enough, me and um Tommy Tom Curry have been chatting to Dan. He sent us a sort of cover idea today Mm -hmm. and um we sort of said well this and this and this and then me me and tom sort of kind of agreed on it to dan and dan said oh i might change Mm -hmm. that then and you know you've got you've got to be able to take that that suggestion um call it a criticism if you want but it's not really it's just a suggestion isn't it you know um hey no i never
0: never took it as criticism um I was. I, I thought you're absolutely right. There was. There was another. <laughs> what this was criticism. I might have told you this before. Um, uh, Chris G. Russo in, in the lettering and Greg oh, yeah. Siegel, who I'm uh, both friends with, and Chris, who who really swears, had. I remember email other when this wee email chain. He sent me a saying. Oh, I'd look for your book. He's like, because eh, he did a pin-up for World yeah. and he said, what the yeah. fuck is up with your letter? And, and I think he was <laughs> in a jokey way, but I did not take it as a joke and really get picked like, really, like, for about 10 minutes, like, Foxy, Yankee, I'm fucking out." And then I actually <laughs> thought, went back and looked at it, and went, Yes, yeah, fucking so right. Why am I word balloons so thick? Right. Why, why am I using... And Greg had said a similar thing where he'd seen early... Um, issues of the United. He was very kind because he could have just said that's that's awful because uh, because it, it's not particularly well drawn and the ink is. I can't even look at it because ink is so bad. But he's suggested using a uh, uh, Kuretake uh, Fudagokatsu brush pen, yep. which is the main tool I use now. I know um, what
1: Bob stopper. Fingerman uses. Actually, he was telling me about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh really? Does he use a fine one or a? I oh, know um, quite a thick one. Regular one. I think. one.
1: Yeah, a regular one. I think. Yeah. Right.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. I like I like the rec- well I'm I'm using the thin one just now because 'cause I'm trying to get a particular feel. I'd use that in a brush, uh number two. I've got one it's here,
1: one in, right in front of me. I bought one to pretend to draw with. Yeah. Yeah. Love oh that's it. so good. Have you used that Kroko pen yet? Uh yes I have. Yeah. How did you get on it? It's very scratchy, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I keep promising what yeah, you said yeah. to me we're we're meant to be drawing each other something and I'm just I'm on about my eighteenth go at it at the moment, but uh yeah I've, I've got them on totally my office. I forgot about that. So was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, back it's, to what you were saying.
0: It's, it's, no, so so I mean that's another thing I do like is in in um, going underground you'll see some pages and you're like oh he's using a different technique no no I'm using a different tool. So I get particular lines and particular marks on the page by using a biro or using okay. a razor um, or using um, a crow quill or different types of. Um, I don't like. I don't like using pigment markers. I used to ink. the United to pigment markers, and that's why it's so ugly. When I did the new pages for Welcome to the Shit Show, it was the last seventy nine pages of that, to me, it looks a lot. I, I, I can look at that, um, because I was using the Kud Attack, and because I have just really thought more about my inking. Right. The earlier issues um, that were the, you know, originally printed in the wee floppy comics. I don't like looking at that because um, I'm proud of the transition, but I just can't look, look at it because the ink is just so horrifically bad. It actually, angers me looking at it because no, it you're just, you're just very self there. Couldn't aren't you. that's the thing. No, no, it's because I could have done better at the time and I didn't, and and it was. Um...
1: <sighs> I don't, I don't like <sighs> to, talking like, about markers here. When you mentioned I, I don't like to see markers in a comic page. I don't mind them in a commission at a convention or something, but I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy. It if you're using a, what are those big packs of expensive marker <laughs> pens people use, you know the ones, I mean, don't you? Ah,
0: uh, um, yeah. Well, I use, I do, I do use grey tone marker. Rather, I did use grey tone markers and, um, and Cone underground. But that's because I wanted to get a particular. I didn't want everyone to look digital. I wanted it okay. to look like I had drawn it. So that's why there's a mix of um, kind of digital. Um, duotone yep. effects. Yeah. and um, which the grey dots for folk that don't know what that is. Yeah. Um but also the tones. And then what I did was for story I started using them for story reasons, like use straight black and white for some arcs. Um or some um stories that were set in Scotland, for example, were all in black and white. And um, one set in England, sorry, Britain, um where I had tones and I used um, dual tone at particular times too, and then merged uh, earthy marker tones with dual tones to get particular types of effect. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. and I also used charcoal as well. Okay, um, and this one I probably won't use markers at all. The one I'm doing just now, I do use charcoal. Your, your favourite? Well, you, you saw this fucking charcoal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you, my cockney accent. I said, I yeah, said, what's
0: wrong with this charcoal?
1: <laughs> I said I said that literally about five years ago, and uh, you haven't let me forget it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, right. it's, it's,
0: But that's how you practice. Uh, um, is is that's what I was doing at the time? Was yeah. Um, see the thing about the thing about using the way that I use charcoal was, I don't use it. Well, actually, I have started using it to draw with. Um, but usually, I just shade with it. But then what I really like doing is I use a um, putty rubber. Okay. And it's it's the opposite. I start erasing stuff. So that's how I get light into it and stuff. And I really okay. like doing night times charcoal. Um, it's it's good. It's It makes a fucking horrible noise when you're using it. It's like... Um,
1: Quint and George rubbing his nails in the chalkboard. Oh, that's horrible! <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> really bad. Um, honestly. We're we're almost <laughs> at an hour now, so let's uh let's transition right, okay. over to um my second question that I asked you. <laughs> so we've done the first one. Um, <laughs> second the second question I asked you is um just now this can be old or new or whatever you want to talk about mm-hmm. um just mm-hmm. you t- three three good things three things you enjoyed this year because i know the thing is with you mr c mm-hmm. is you do buy a lot of back issues don't you I know we've had little legion superheroes mm-hmm. um period recently mm-hmm. what what are the three things well, give us give us a quick rundown of some three three things you enjoyed if you do one i'll do one let's do it that way right three three things i enjoyed right
0: um i'm trying to remember if it, i think it was this year that's right. Because it really it played a massive part when I was finishing up the working and going underground. Probably the thing I've enjoyed most of all was reading um eight ball the collected one. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got Clouse, to bang deep in that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, it's so I love um like I love cast oh, I think
1: that's my so favorite from 8-Ball. I really do. It's so strange. Oh, it's so I... weird. And, yeah. put, and, and This is great as
0: well, but Yeah, I do. I love that as well. Um, yeah. Um, but but aye uh, no, it's like a like a velvet class class. It may be my favourite um, thing by Daniel Clowes actually, just because it's so.
1: You've read have you read Monica, up. haven't you?
0: Oh yeah, I've read I've read all the stuff. Yeah, uh, okay. I love Monica. Monica Monica was great, but there's something about just that.
1: It's chalk and cheese, <laughs> isn't it? The eight ball and Monica are very different beasts, I think.
0: What? Yeah, one when, when I mean you can tell him when he's he's he's. Makeup is going along, it's that kind of yeah. Um, but there's something about the way he uses his, his pen that I really like. Um, he's, he's not as good as drawn, but but is I love how uh, it's not quite scratchy, but his inking I love. Uh, like, yeah, there's you know, very sort of sharp
1: turns like, on his lines and stuff like yes. that on there. Yeah, yes. really are. Yeah, it's a softer line, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's he's he's, he's not. His inking now is um, like back then. You just said he was like an par, with like a Brian Ball and the Jim Woodring, Charles Burns. He's like ridiculous level of inking. Maybe not that good um, early on in April, but towards the end it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas now it's much duller, a duller line, a dumb line. Yes, I, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Llewellyn as well yeah. was a whole different beast, wasn't it? You'd you'd almost <laughs> be hard, hard to tell them apart, wouldn't you? You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you, wouldn't, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, would, yeah. you would, you would, you would think it was different artist, is what I mean. Rather, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, de- def- definitely. Aye, there was there was more. I suppose he was experimenting more with his artistic style. Whereas now, I mean, Monarch a masterpiece. i not yeah. saying like I'm criticising it. It's I'm, I'm but, not.
1: and, and quite sad, quite a touching book as well. You know, there's a there's a, yeah, a always, level of always, a level of emotion there that you didn't get in Eight Ball, did you? There's a different style of emotion on show there. I think.
0: No, there's there's an anarchic sensibility in 8 and a real joyfulness in creating comics whereas now I suppose um, it's that Ditko, Toth, Kurtzman um, intellectual approach to making comics. Maybe unfair, maybe, maybe I'm reading too much, well actually that's not true at all because Ditko, Toth and Kurtzman absolutely had that in the locker that's exactly where they came from.
1: Yeah, I get you.
0: Um, and and that, that's what it seems, it seems more everything on that every line in that page is there for a reason yeah um and i and, uh, whereas eight ball <laughs> i wouldn't say that at all
1: well it's the color the use of color um, as well is mean, the yeah. massive difference in a way isn't it yes yes yeah. yes absolutely but but i so so but i would say eight ball was just a massive one for you okay aye. let me so let me give you one <laughs> um i, I um <laughs> I'd read the first two issues of this many dec- many years ago and finally caught up with it because yep. we had Peter Hogan on, on this show. Me and Al interviewed him um, yep. about the comic relief thing. It was Resident Alien. Um, I caught up all the way yep. through. It counts because I think the last two issues of the Book of Love came out this year. Um, and his writing along with, I think Steve Parkhouse's art, who is massively under uh, under realized as being like a massive part of UK comics everything from warrior mm-hmm. through to doctor who um and mm-hmm. it's just it's just absolutely brilliant consistent comics for me it's it's a soap opera it's, everyone is mm-hmm. humanized and likable even though there's aliens in it and uh, yeah I absolutely loved it it's it's brilliant I'm so glad they got a few quid for it for it because it's on TV yeah which is a yeah. bit of a different ballgame, oh. but yeah god what's the name of the comic
0: it didn't in- Warrior with Mare
1: the comedy? Um, the um, the Bo Jeffrey saga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bo yeah. Jeffrey saga is so funny. It's so it's brilliant. good. Brilliant. I remember it's... laughing as a as a teenager reading that, thinking this is brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, did, really good. Did he, did he
0: write Night Raven as well?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, no. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, he's, he was a big, big part of that Marvel UK Warrior He really was. I oh, know. Yeah. Oh, no. He's. He's. I. Oh, but there, 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 there are people like um, Jamie Delano is probably. Mate, I might have forgotten. He was
1: absolutely. I was just thinking about that a couple of days ago when I was um, rifling through some old paperbacks and I found one of his books that he signed at a convention I went to. And um, yeah, I mean Hellblazer, Captain Captain Britain, you know Animal yeah. Man, all this stuff. Yep. You know, it's just yeah, he's a brilliant. really good writer. Yeah, yeah really Yeah,
0: good. Um, um, yeah and uh, well, P- Peter Milligan for me as well. So yeah, cool. Peter Milligan's like, great. I think, I think he's, I think he's
1: probably. One of the last best. great writers right, left, I think.
0: Second wave. Oh, yeah. he's, he's incredible.
1: Yeah. Absolutely and, incredible. And I, so he, I love
0: listening to, to comics too.
1: Yeah, he's great, isn't he? He's very, he's very thought out in what he mm. talks about. And he seems mm-hmm. to sort of do mm-hmm. something for Aftershock and then something over at Dark Horse and then something over a little bit at Marvel. And he sort of just seems to sort of jump mm-hmm. about so much. Strange one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Brendan Wyn McCarthy, when dumb. we had him on the podcast, he was saying you should get Pete on. And I keep saying we really need to get Pete on. He'd be marvellous to talk to yeah. Oh god I.
0: God I. Um yeah, ask him about that that trip he did with Grant Morrison. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> The famous one eye. Eh? Skin. Uh, I don't know what happened there. But, yeah. Um, um Skin Eye, that's right. Let's do let's uh, have another one from you. So another one. Anigma? Another sorry, mate.
0: Did he do Enigma as well?
1: Uh yes, you know, that's right. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that was the stuff. Yeah, that a teenager.
1: Yeah, yeah really, with, really good. Um yep. something else I'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, so what's, what's your second yeah. one man? Right, can I cheat? cool course. You can I yeah. look at this
0: uh, on Christmas Day? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's fun.
0: <laughs> but it's but it's had such an um, impact on me. It's uh, Deadly Beloved and Other Stories by Johnny Craig.
1: Oh yeah, we we talked about and this. Just, you recommended it to me, haven't you?
0: Yeah, it's like, so I've got um, four are the johnny craig um collections from ec comics and um, fall fall guy for murder and other stories is really really good his writing's incredibly strong in that um voodoo vengeance in our stories his writing's incredibly strong in that well. i can't remember what that one's called but it's it's not quite as strong because no. it, it's earlier on but deadly beloved it's like peak johnny craig he was notoriously slow um,
1: right.
0: but he's an amazing writer and and is great, but just and I like I'd all, I've always liked his stuff because I, I would first have seen it when he had that kind of truncated run, an Iron Man. He was inking George Tusker when Archie Goodwin was writing it. Okay, and he did a couple of issues, and I was lucky enough this year to buy um, I think it's Iron Man fourteen. Okay, um, it's the the Night Phantom, that classic Iron Man villain, <laughs> um, but drawn by Johnny Cogan absolutely beautiful. Um, but Deadly Beloved and our stories—it reminds me of Alex Toth, where the storytelling's on point. There's nothing really flashy, but then, like, if if you draw comics, like when you're when you're studying it, you can kind of look at it and think that looks really easy and it's totally not using the page? That's one of the fucking hardest things you could ever draw. Like, drawing it from that angle or just drawing that perspective, and it's 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 like that multiple times through it. The character design. Uh, the angles he chooses just <laughs> just looks so effortless nothing you can tell where and I can see this from my own stuff when I'm drawing something you can tell where someone is really really stretching their wings because you can see their, their style is almost at breaking point okay. and they're struggling to hold their style and cohesively because of the what they're doing with perspective, or what they're doing with like the vehicle they're drawing, or the character design—you know—it's at the maximum point of their ability at that point in time, and you can just see that strain on the page. It looks like they they really drew the shit out of it. Whereas with a Toth, a Craig, it never looks like that because they're so fucking good at drawing. When, if you're getting down to pure draftsmanship, like someone that always looks like doesn't matter what's down in the page, and it just—it's just the most beautiful drawing it's Hal Foster because it's just no one should be able to draw that well okay it's just ridiculous
1: funny funny you mentioned bit tusker bit actually i've always had a soft spot for tusker since i was a kid um he was great i enjoyed his Absolutely iron man great. i enjoyed his um mm-hmm. champions he did an issue of that didn't he mm-hmm. and uh yeah mm-hmm. he did some world finest as well actually at one point um which i mm-hmm. quite liked mm-hmm. yeah i find him really readable he's had a bit of a bad name for a few years but i like his stuff He's a really important guy.
0: He did a yeah. lot of um, crime comics. I'm sure he did stuff for Lev Oh, Okay, um, right.
1: And he
0: was a news, he was a news syndicate, newspaper artist for a while as well. Right. Um, now Marvel, Marvel got a lot of guys in um, that kind of second wave. You had the guys that I would call the romance artists. So you had um, John Buscema's, um, John Romita, yeah, uh, Werner Roth. And, and they tried Toth, just in one issue. Yeah. And then you had the classic EC guys as well, um, which is Johnny Craigs, um, Alex Toth for one issue, Wallace Wood, who was meant to be one of the pillars of Marvel, but it, but it didn't work out because he, <laughs> he didn't like the Marvel method of working. Right. Um, George Tusker wasn't an EC guy, but he was kind of roundabout that, that era. So many of uh, the guys were, so though, weren't goal. there?
1: There was so much. We, we just think yeah. of it as an EC area, but there was so <coughs> much else going on around that mm-hmm. time. So many other companies, you know, doing similar stuff. Mm-hmm. And like you say, Romance and mm-hmm. also Westerns as well, with the other big things, you know. Oh, yeah, right. there was, there
0: yeah. was, I mean, yeah, you'd Dell, you'd, you'd Gold Key, you'd Live Gleason, you had yeah. EC, you'd uh, you've, said, uh, Harvey. You'd so many com- uh, companies over the years. Yeah. Um, Atlas. Yeah. Put, put out really good, really good comments. I mean, fucking e, so ECE. Um, I had had the murderer's role, but I would. There's an argument to be made, depending on your stylistic taste, that Gold Key, it's the best covers because of George Wilson. Yeah,
1: it's there is that. The, uh, they they, they had great covers. covers. Not always the all interiors right. were that good. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, not at all. I've just realised I'm wearing um, a Charlton Comics uh,
1: TV, Charlton, Charlton Comics uh, t shirt as well at the moment I want I talk to you. you, Are you? Yeah. All yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You may show me that afterwards. I will, I'll show you. Um, so I'm gonna go for my second one. Um I'm gonna go um somewhere in the same sort of area um is um mm-hmm. um The Lonely War of Captain Willie Schultz, which was brought to my attention by the restorer, who's a buddy of ours, Alan Harvey, writer Will Franz, mm-hmm. uh, art Sam Glansman, um br- mm-hmm. brilliant just solid war comics, you know. America America gets a hard time for its war comics sometimes, um which it doesn't always deserve mm-hmm because I think a lot of them are about humans. They're about men and women and real people, I think. And then this really was. Um, it, it first appeared in Fighting Army in 1967. Um, really interesting stuff. Did you yes. get that? I can't remember you got that or not.
0: Uh, I picked up a few more
1: comics this year. But this and was a specific a hardback. Movie. This came out as a sort of... Uh, Al Harv- Alan Harvey's did no. the... Yeah, okay. It's nice, man. No, Very nice. no
0: I, I didn't know, but I'm going to... In fact, I'm going to get that tomorrow because I've got a 20 percent off voucher for, for the planet. <laughs> so I'm going to get that tomorrow. I'm going to make a note of that. Actually,
1: yeah the the lonely mm. war Aye. of Captain Willie Shorts. Um, and I do I do my other one quickly because it mention there's 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 a, there's mm-hmm. a link to um, uh, one of the books you mentioned earlier, but uh, Giant Robot Hellboy, which is just mm-hmm. just pure fun, just absolute just fun. Three issues I've got. You've yet to read the third one. Written by McNola Duncan mm-hmm. Fragrado is is up there for me you know really is up there for Mm -hmm. just one of the best comic artists out there um you know part of that sort of wave of people like sean phillips as well um and Mm -hmm. dave stewart and colors just uh i don't don't think duncan gets enough credit for just the work he does beautiful and uh it's just giant monsters hellboy becomes a big robot monster and (coughs) fights fights other monsters and there's a sort of other thing going on with it but just incredible comics it's only a shame that it's three issues if it's twelve issues, think of the lovely hardback you could get of it. But I think a bit like um Mark Buckingham as well, who's who I class in that little realm of Brit- British and comic artists in America. It's another one where you could you could print this up another half size and it would make a brilliant uh B D volume. 'Cause it's it's that deal, mm-hmm. you know. Um
0: I like the stuff it's got a, um
1: it's, it's got a personality love. to it, it, really has. Yeah. His
0: personality, it's personality's got an nothingness to it as well, and there's there's um Aye, aye, but his storytelling's really, really, really good. Um, aye, he's excellent. He did, he, in fact, he did a ringma with. Um, that's what I was Peter thinking. Mangan. Yeah,
1: that's why. Yeah, that's well, why. I Tolkien, yeah, it changed a lot. What yeah, it really has. Same oh. as Sean Phillips, actually. They both really changed, didn't they? They've moved over to something completely different, but that's what they do. That's they yes. got. They got. They got to, they got to keep yes. drawing a page, have not they? What was your What was your third one, dude?
0: Oh my god, my list is so big. <laughs> 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 um, it would either be. I'm such a cheat. Um, actually so I'm gonna go with uh, Why I Hate Saturn by Kyle Baker, okay, right. Um, yeah, just because it, it cracked me up, him um, so much. Cowboy Wally as well is great, but, but uh, Why I Hate Saturn, just just reading that, I was like, this is phenomenal. It's talking heads, um, but just his cartooning is so good. Um, it's, it's Seinfeld before Seinfeld, it's it's, okay, it's, 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 genuinely, it's, it's genuinely, genuinely funny.
1: Um, Who put that out the, originally? I,
0: oh God, I don't know. Um, what version have I got? Um, I've got the. Hold on, my one. Um, I have the cowboy. I the cowboy Wally show and why I hate Saturn double edition. A double deluxe edition, and it is quality jaunty. <laughs> All right. I did it. Um, okay. Which is his thing. Um, which is. You can get it quite cheaply, yeah,
1: can't you? You often see it at Marks and stuff.
0: Aye, aye. I, 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 I was I was pretty cheap. Um, and I, I mean, I've bought a lot, of a lot of books um, this year. Um, oh, can I can my honourable mention? Can yeah. I still mention this? I'm yeah. such a cheat. Um, would be sorry. I, I when I was in France, I also got um, a Lieutenant Blueberry Giro, and Giroux, um, and. Mobius's Airtight Garage in Arzac, Harbak. Um, and I would say actually scratch scratch why I hate something as great as it is, it would be um airtight garage. A yeah, friend, never... friend
1: of mine bought me that from France this year actually, weirdly enough. Because that's, that's got the it's got the Jerry Cornelius link to it, isn't it? Um yeah, that's, that's yeah. why that's why it's it got just, me it, He was making it
0: was He was making it up as he we went along. It's just the, the sparsity of line um the really thin line weight and just ah oh, it's just for, it's just for just drawing the brazenness of just drawing a hairdryer as a spaceship <laughs> yeah i know yeah <laughs> and, and it's seeing, what Foss uh, used to do isn't it yeah hi and then seeing um in the text feature back it's like still in french, so on french i can't read it but like you actually see the um, film stills it's just traced um but but the, what he's done with the lines, um, you know, it's, it's to get the gesture. Um, just just seeing the various different techniques that you can use, but still incorporate it, and incorporate it into a very cohesive style. So it's like I was saying earlier on about how you can tell when someone's really straining. Okay. Um, and it's stretching the cohesiveness of their style or approach too much. So it starting to come apart of the scenes, and it takes you out of it. Whereas with with Mobius, you call it Mobius, don't you? You say it properly. I don't know how um, you say it. To be fair, I've
1: always said it wrong. Really I'm sure it's I... the wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm
0: saying it the wrong way as well. Um, but it's just, it's just always just so cohesive and so beautiful. It just shouldn't work, but it does.
1: Yeah, it's, okay. It's,
0: it's just it's un- unbelievable. It's just it. it looking at that in Blueberry, because I I, I, Blueberry's stunning. Um, and it's almost like a kind of French Al Williamson in terms of how illustrative it is, although the, the level of cartooning is much, much um, more pronounced.
1: Yeah, I've got. I'm um, taking guess, an extra size yeah, suitcase. I'm taking an extra size suitcase on oh, this year because um, there's like so much of Leo. There's so much of um, Philippe on that I want to bring back. Enrico Marini's got a yeah. couple of new. He's got a new Eagles of Rome book out, and there's so much I want to get and bring back. And uh, <sighs> Um, for, for, it's it's weird, isn't it? The only thing that will ever get me to learn French is so I can read Bond <laughs> That's the only yeah, thing that's getting me to learn it. Yeah.
0: It, 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 it's the thing that really surprises me um is is that um you see like you go in Watterson's and you get two shelves in a big Waterstones store and one's kinda of for Marvel and one's for the kind of more wanky graphic novels. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean there's a lot of great stuff in there, like a lot of you know, clouds and stuff, but you know the kinda of, Guardian readers, graphic novels, and then you get your Marvel and DC kind of maybe a couple of shelves, but then it's just a whole fucking whole section for for manga. And what surprises me is is that that Tintin and Astix had a head start in American comics and bookshops and libraries in the UK, but Band Destiny just never took hold. And that's that I find that really, really interesting. And that's um, that, that manga's just totally taken off particularly if you look at Tintin which which on the surface Tintin as a character looks pretty easy it's not easy to draw um it's, it's pretty easy to draw um, manga as well I think that's part of the people the big eyes simplistic or simplified shape but then again if you look at something yeah, like Spirou
1: if you look at Spirou it's mm-hmm. easy it has that appearance of being easy to draw <laughs> But it that Lucky never took Luke up too, Lucky Luke yeah. as well, yeah, exactly. I mean, Lucky Luke had a mm-hmm. little period because mm-hmm. there was a cartoon. We we watched it a little bit, mm-hmm. read it a little bit, but it never it never like Asterix and Tintin were forever, aren't they? They're they're they now. But it, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot that didn't make it that is contemporary to those books as well. You know,
0: similarly, if you look at I mean, because one, one, we've been talking about this in the um, Awesome Comics podcast Slack, and what, why manga is so popular. And some folk I've heard. Before, say, oh, it's because of the proliferation of manga. Well, we've had Disney cartoons for
1: yeah, nearly a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Well, why
0: aren't Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck comics as huge as they are? Well, look at the proliferation of the Marvel the Cinematic
1: Universe. That's another example, isn't yep. it? It's almost had an adverse mm-hmm. effect on the, the sales of the comic. Um,
0: um I think I think that's partly down to <laughs> this makes me sound like an old man. It's not the same characters, it's not but but crucially it's not the same character designs. Okay. it's different costumes um and i don't quite know why comics keep doing that is is it just to sell toys it's just i, 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 <laughs> I don't know. understand it yeah. why, I why are you
1: changing your ip I, I think i think we attribute a lot of the time having worked for a comic company and we attribute mm-hmm. um sensible thinking sometimes you know we always we always think yeah. about governments and you know big owners of big corporations and People who lead publishing houses and stuff as somehow these sort of logical beasts, but they're they they're just fallible people like you and I. And there's a lot of bad ideas floating about out there, and there's a lot of uh, yeah. um, influence on these people. And they and I mean you and I moan about a certain head of Marvel quite a lot. <laughs> we you know every time his mailer comes out, we go, what is he doing writing that in a mailer? But uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, man. Anyway, thank you, dude. Yeah. That's that's been great. Um, that flew by. That's been like we've been chatting for about an hour and a half now. At this point, um, my, my pleasure. I could, I could, I could go all night. I wait. know, I know, babes. <laughs> the uh, so, what have you got planned? So, what's the next thing out from um, Cannon Towers?
0: Um, a, a young up-and-coming um writer oh, has good. begged me to collaborate <laughs> with him, um, and I've I've looked over his script for him. Yeah. um I've given, given him, him a rewrites yeah yeah I've said have you thought about putting some toilet roll in this and <laughs> um, he wasn't so keen on that um, how about if I use no, if uh, I you... cover
1: it in charcoal <laughs> how about we use charcoal on
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm going to purposely do awful lettering um <laughs> I know I'm, do, I'm doing some doing some of you in, yeah we've got a little bit of a sort of long practice. planned
1: thing that um we'll be talking about at some point yes. um I met yes. one of the other yes. artists actually a couple of weeks ago just for Christmas um Oh, right. about,
0: can,
1: you the, can you see who, who that is? Oh uh, yes, yeah, Rachel. Rachel Paul. So I always do a, do a story with Rachel. Um, so she's, she's really good. Exactly. Rachel's great. Yeah. yeah, good friend of mine. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think uh, he will mind me saying he uses brand pronoun he. By the way, mm-hmm. I have checked. Is um, I think Stephen Appleby's shown interest in doing one of the stories, which I'm quite excited about. Um, so that should Fuck be off, good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: right. I like you're heaping on the pressure now. That's good. <laughs>
1: i haven't sent either rachel or Stephen um the yeah. script yet, although they are written I'm, I'm i'm kind of doing it in a see what comes in if what comes in decides decides or makes me change the next sequence then then it will right. um, that's kind of where i sit right. so no pressure on you baby cakes but the um you're 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 my first choice <laughs> to do it um but uh, yeah uh-huh. so we, we'll see where it goes it's not a, it's not in a rush we've got um i've got some other stuff coming out from tribute but what, have you got anything else in the works you've got like a multitude of projects going on as well haven't you
0: Um, Aye, well, I mean, uh, so there's other things that folk have sent me before. Um, I've not actually heard from in ages, so I don't know if they still want to do it. So um, I've got a few options there. But but the main thing is um, I've been working out my my own project, like writing, drawing, like doing the whole thing. Um, A follow-up to Core Underground. So I've done three pages of um, a follow-up to United. Okay, which is which features one of the one of the characters from the, the first book, um, that I absolutely <laughs> it was one of my favourite characters to to write and draw, just because the characters are an awful lot of fun to do, um, and um, I've done three pages of that. That is probably going to be in what? <sighs>
1: I'm
0: trying to think of the best way of describing this without giving away. So that's going to be an anthology. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't um, give it away, man. You um, don't want
1: to. Um, you don't want to jinx it. That's why I don't like. I always like talking yeah. about stuff I've got coming yeah. up.
0: So it's not. Yeah. So it's. So, so uh It. As much as I like having control on when I'm, you know, got a personal project and stuff, um, not everything in there is going to be written or drawn by Johnny Cannon. So.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: So that'll be, um, that that'll be good. Hey, I'm looking looking forward to that. Although I don't think, I don't think of in Going Underground, did I, I think I signed one, there's the Revolution Blues, which I did in a shamelessly Dan Clowes rip-off style, <laughs> and I think I signed that Dick Sausage. <laughs> 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 Just a laugh. I'm sure it was Dick Sausage. Have you been, um, have,
1: have you been, have you read the recent Alter Ego, by the way, the Alter Ego issue that's come out? Um about novelty no, comics, no. there's there's a character in there called Dick Cole, and um I oh, so I so good. want to send it to Cole Henley just to say look at this Cole. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, no, that's, that's so good. I want I need to get hold of that. That's another one I'm trying to get. Hold. In fact, Simon sent me. I need to download it on my laptop. Oh, of um, course, in yeah, yeah, yeah. good Russell, yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a really, really good. I, 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 that's one great thing about the Slack. Does interact with a lot more people. Who are, um, you know, just really fun to talk with about about comics, comics and, and just yeah, that's the point, a yeah. good laugh. But, but he he, in particular, I've I've learned a lot from. He's he's a, he's, he's just he's like yourself and um, Alan. And
1: yeah, doesn't. And Pete Dory. and, and a few. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pete Dory is my Pete's really in it, isn't he? Really mm. into it. And um, just folks that really. You know they know their comics history but they're really into it just really yeah into it yeah it's, really the, it's our first tell. love isn't it
1: yeah yeah exactly oh
0: you can tell it you can tell who's got a boner when they're talking about
1: because <laughs> <laughs> i send you a picture comics. <laughs> right good okay right jonathan where can we where can we get hold of your comics and where can we find you mate
0: um so i can and help comics and um, big dot com and i'm also an instagram comic is a uh, canon hill comics? I'm not Facebook because it's a shithole, yeah. I'm absolutely not on fucking whatever they call Twitter and um, because it's a bin fire. Um, I'm kind <laughs> of on threads and I can't even remember if I'm still in blue sky, that's that was dead. Um, but I am I'm also on the awesome comics podcast um slack, um, but but uh, probably most active in, in Instagram and probably maybe threads yeah i have yeah. got
1: threads i don't really know what it means but i'll have a look yeah okay It's don't explain because yeah, it, it'll go over of my up head up of yeah all right yeah okay okay cool and yeah thanks man and you can find um find me over at, uh, over at the slack and incidentally if you want to join the slack it's um there's no bar to membership if you want to come in you can come in just message me and uh message me vince or dan and we'll give you the link to it or tom curry as well and you can come in can i just of course I was just gonna say if, if, if Matt Garvey's listening
0: oh, God. I'd like to I'd like to <laughs> particularly offer a uh um welcome of introduction.
1: Take nice That's very kind of you. Thank you. I'm sure you'll be pleased. I've seen Matt in a few years. And um who who else is it you've been friends with? There's there's a, you, you often put little stories of your childhood on there, don't you, about how you ate sandwiches with I don't know, um Gabby yeah, yeah, or someone I, um... yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No. Um. Mark, Rich Johnson. I yeah. Think, think you went like out with the, AOC I, for a while, oh, didn't you? you dated really her
1: like. for a while. That's nice. That's um, that's <laughs> sorry, that's true. <coughs> um, I don't need to a Tony. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I am. Th- um, Okay, and you can you can uh, you can find uh, my weekly column every Wednesday. I put up a, a a little bit of a ramble and things that I've liked and things that I haven't liked. One 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 love and one hate from the week, not hate but dislike from the week in comics. So mm-hmm. have have a look at that and never dot com. Um, thank you, man. it spin been a, a nice crimbo limbo. That's what I heard they call it. Crimbo limbo Chalk. There you go. And, I'd never uh,
0: heard. I'd never heard that. Do you know? See. See, just when you're saying "crumble limbo," that's the second time in probably three weeks I've heard an expression for the first time, and the first time was um, my my, Dutch uh, boss. In my (laughs) my boss in my day job is leaving to go to another job. She's she's been great to work with. She's great great person. Um, Shout out to Julia. Um, Hi Julia. Listen, she does comics. But anyway, um, you can do automatic replies in Outlook. Um, and they're usually shit like Thanks, um, I'll email back or something like that. But <laughs> just randomly it came up. Teamwork makes the dream work. And I've never heard <laughs> this before. I'm right now. So put this in a reply to something she put some long email she sent me and replied with this teamwork makes the dream work. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But then what was really funny was that um the reply to teamwork makes the dream work is just teamwork makes the dream work and you get stuck in this like it breaks out look. Anyway, a couple of weeks go by and then uh, for, my, uh, for my son's Christmas, we got him some games that PlayStation 4, uh, Uncharted, or something like that. And then um, he's like, Dad, can you help me with this puzzle? I hit him with a puzzle, and he's turning to me and went, Teamwork makes the dream work. And I said, like, What did you hear that? Oh,
1: No, we're living what in the Matrix, that? man. We're living in the Matrix. Ah, oh, So,
0: so strange. It's, uh, do you know, it was like reading a Matt Garvey comic. Probably God,
1: back <laughs> again to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aye. No, it's. Merry Christmas,
1: Tony. Merry Christmas, mate. And, um, yeah, well, hopefully we'll catch up soon in the new year at some point, in in real life, as they call it. Can you it, stay on? I want, to show, I,
0: want, I, want, I want to show you something.
1: Oh, okay. Right, let's, let's, let's close this then. Let's stop the recording, and you can turn your camera on. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>